a series called Jesus, Son of God, and we're going through the Gospel of John, and we're looking at who Jesus is, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, but not just physical facts. We're not just talking about who John, uh, who John called Jesus, but John gave us his gospel so that we would believe. John gives us his gospel, not that we would in, uh, inflate our minds with knowledge about who Jesus is. You know what? You can read a book to do that. You can listen to a sermon to do that. John gives us his personal interaction with Jesus, not because of information, but because he wanted transformation. He wanted transformation because it's not enough. It's not enough just to know about Jesus, but it's to know Jesus personally. And when you know Jesus personally, your life must change. Tonight we're in chapter five and we're going to talk about a story about where Jesus heals a lame man. Okay. Um, it's a short sermon today, guys. Amen. <laughs> All right. John 5, let's read together verse 1 to 3. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate, a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethida, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. Now, many times when we read the Bible, especially when we read the Bible about places, um, about um, you know names, we all kind of go, "Well, that's who knows where that is." It just kind of seems like a, a name. But actually, this place called Bethesda is still there in about Jerusalem. Um, there are pictures. I was going to show a video. We are going to skip that video. Um, but it's a real place. Um, verse 5 to 7, one who, ha- who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. So the scene is there is this pool in this place called Bethesda. And the idea was that an angel of the Lord would come down, and we don't know how often, and we don't know when, and would come down and and touch the water, or would stir the water in the pool. And the first person into the pool would miraculously be healed of whatever was going on in their life. Now, before you ask me how that was going to happen, how does this happen, okay, join us next week when we're going to talk more about miracles. Okay, I'll explain it all next week, okay. Okay, But the problem with this lame man and this character, this, this lame man who had been an invalid for 38 years, how sad is that? He doesn't even get a name. He's just an invalid, just not valid. Right? He goes and scans his student ID and he goes, dude, not valid. Okay, you don't get a number, you don't get a name, you don't get a phone number, you don't, you're just a, an invalid, you're a nobody. For 38 years, this lame man had been around the pool with the hope with the hope that when the angels touched the water and stirred the water, that he would be able to get to the water, jump into the pool, and he would be miraculously healed. But for 38 years, he always came second or third or last. Why? Because he couldn't walk. Because someone else would jump in the water before and would be healed before this man. It's an interesting story because this man is a, 
Even John doesn't give us his name. All we know about him is he's lame, he's an invalid, and it's been going on for 38 years. Now, Jesus sees this man. And, and not only Jesus um, sees this man, but it, it said that, that he had learned about this man. Now, how do you learn about someone? Someone's taught you. So Jesus is walking by, and he must have been like talking to his disciples and going, oh, who's that, and who's that, and who's that? Someone's going, oh, that guy, he's been here for 38 years. 38 years, and he's lame, and, and he just never gets there. He's, he's just unlucky. And Jesus turns up to him and goes, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? And the man replies, sir, I, I have no one to help me into the pool. When the water is stirred, every time I try to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. 38 years of frustration. 38 years of wanting, hoping, desiring to be healed. And yet Jesus asks him in a moment, do you want to get well? And the man replies, yes, but I can't do it myself. Verse 8, then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. And we see Jesus do another miracle, a miracle of healing. He says to a man who has not been able to walk for 38 years, get up, pick up your mat and walk. Now, once again, we're not really talking about miracles tonight. How, how do you explain that? How do you explain the healing power of, of Jesus? Now, if I was there and I had known this man for 38 years, because if you're around the same place for 38 years, you're really going to know the people around, right? right? Imagine you see the same people for 38 years. And suddenly you see this guy that's been laying for 38 years. He hasn't been able to walk for 38 years, and he is suddenly up walking, carrying his mat. You would... It doesn't matter who you are. If you knew who this man was, you would be amazed. You would be overwhelmed. If you are a friend of this man, you would be celebrating. But it wasn't like that for the Jewish leaders. Verse 9. The day on which this took place was a Sabbath. And so the Jewish leader said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. But he replied, The man who made me well said to me, Pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus has slipped away into the crowd that was there. Hey, you're the guy that hasn't been able to walk for 38 years, and now you're walking. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. What's happened? Should have been a normal reaction. And yet the Jewish leaders look at this man who hasn't been able to walk for 38 years. They but straight away, their, their, their mindset is not, wow, you're healed, but it's, wow, you're breaking our rules. Wow, you're breaking our, our regulations. It's a Sabbath. Now, it's interesting, right? From, from, the, from, the, from the man's perspective, 38 years, you couldn't walk. And suddenly you're walking, you're carrying your mat around. First time you're feeling the, the power of your legs and the Jewish leaders come to you and say, hey man, you can't be walking around, you know, you're breaking a rule. If I was the, if I was the lame man, I'd be like, I really don't give a stuff about your rules. Because <laughs> I've been waiting for this for 38 years. But that's what the Jewish leaders were more concerned about, their rules. Verse 14, later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. 
the man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who made him well. So because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. So the story progresses later. Jesus finds the man. The man recognizes who it was that healed him. His name is Jesus and goes and tells the Jewish leaders. And this makes the Jewish leaders even more angry. And so they start to seek um, action against Jesus because Jesus was going against the rules of the Jews and he was breaking their rules. And that's where the hatred for the Jew, from the Jewish leaders towards Jesus becomes. There's three things that we can learn from this story. Um, let me just quickly run through them. Number one, Jesus can heal because he is God. Jesus, the son of God, heals this man, a man who couldn't help himself, a man who couldn't heal himself. See, God is not only the creator of the universe, but God is also the controller of the universe. He is God who has ultimate power and dominion over the world that we live in. And because Jesus is God, part of the Holy Trinity, Jesus possesses the same power that the Father God has. Why is this important for us to understand? Why is it important for us to understand that Jesus can heal because he is God? Because we are living in some very shaky times. Currently, the world is under attack by a virus that has killed thousands of people around the world and infected nearly 100,000 people in over 45 countries. This virus has disrupted our day-to-day. Now, for some of us, we think that the virus is elsewhere and whatnot. I promise you, I kid you not, I was in Coles two hours ago. You can't buy toilet paper. I kid you not, not that I was there to buy toilet paper, but there is no toilet paper in the toilet paper aisle. This virus is seriously interrupting our day-to-day. People are cancelling travel plans. It's getting into our lives. Experts say that it's, it's only a matter of time till it comes onto our shores. Why is this important for us to know that that Jesus can heal because he is God, it's because even during time of chaos, which we're in right now, God is still in control. The coronavirus is not greater than than God. Any virus in this world, any epidemic in this world is not greater than our God. And these fears that people have about what will be, what will happen, I think it's a call for us not to try to work it out on our own, not try to, you know, uh, of course, don't be silly, but at the end of the day, God is still greater. God is still greater, and, that, and he, can, he can do what he wants. And that's something that's important for us to understand. Secondly, uh, you need to understand Jesus can heal you. Now, there's no point in listening to a story and going, yeah, that's great. Jesus healed this guy 38 years. You know what? For some of us, we've been struggling with things for 38 years. Some of us are physically ill. Some of us are dealing with um, emotional trauma. Some of us are dealing with mental illness. Some of us are are dealing with heartbreak. The majority of us are, are dealing with some sort of brokenness in our lives. And for some of us, it's just gone for too long. Some of us, we feel like there's no more hope. I don't know about you, but I, 
This man, is, he, he's an incredible man. He, he kept going for 38 years. 38 years. I don't think we would have made 38 months. We would have been discouraged. We would have given up hope, but he doesn't. And, and I think this is something that we need to learn is whatever you're going through, don't give up. Don't give up because Jesus can heal you. It's not just some miracle in the Bible that we read about and doesn't happen today. No, Jesus can heal you. If we really believe that Jesus is God and, and he possesses the same power as God, no, Jesus can heal you. How and all the logistical elements, well, you know, leave that up to God. But Jesus can heal you. So no matter what you're going through, because it's not that the power of Jesus has changed. It's, if anything, it's our lack of faith to believe that Jesus can transform our lives, whether it be physical illness, whether it be relational brokenness, whether it be mental illness. No matter what you're going through and no matter how long you've been struggling with it, don't give up because Jesus can heal you. And thirdly, make the main thing the main thing. The Jewish leaders see this man who they knew was lame for 38 years and he's suddenly walking around and instead of celebrating the fact that the man had been healed, they go with, why are you breaking our rules? It's such a comparison from the compassionate heart of Jesus who sees this lame man and sees the man, sees the disease, sees the illness and heals the man, whereas the Jewish leaders don't seem to care about the lame man. Rather, they care about people following their rules. This is what we call religion. And sometimes we get caught up in religion too. We get caught up in the rules as well. How many times did you pray this week? How many times did you read the Bible this week? How many rules did you break or didn't break in your life? You know, what's exciting tonight is that we're going to baptize four people. And what's exciting is these four people come from four different decades. We've got someone in their, their teens, got someone in their 20s, someone in their 30s, someone in their 40s. That's so exciting. But you know what's always interesting? Someone always asks me around baptism. Hey, how come we... Um, how come we do like uh, full dunking and, we don't, you know, why don't we do the sprinkling and, you know, how come we, how come we baptize like, you know, like 12, 13-year-olds and like, uh, you know, are we really sure about their salvation, you know? Uh, how come we do testimonies and how come we don't do testimony? How Not that I'm calling you like a Jewish leader, but let's just make the main thing the main thing. These four individuals have made a decision to follow Jesus. Tonight, they're going to be publicly declaring that. That's a big thing. It's like a big coming out party, right? You know, it's, it's, it's a big public declaration. And I think we're called here to not talk about, we can talk about the nitty-gritty next week. All right? We can talk about that for the rest of your life if that's what you want to do. Right? But tonight, I think we're called to just make the main thing the main thing, which is a celebration. You know, some of these people that were getting baptized... They don't even like water. Like, they don't even want to get baptized. They're, they're like, man, I'm so, like, I don't, like, they want to get baptized, but they're embarrassed about the whole public thing, and, you know, they're so shy and whatnot. You know what? We need to celebrate that. Celebrate that overcoming of fear because Jesus has just become that much more important to them. Friends, let's make the main thing the main thing. Jesus who healed a man who couldn't walk for 38 years. Jesus, the Son of God who is still in control of this universe, of the world that we live in, however chaotic things may be. And we're celebrating Jesus, the Son of God, 
who can heal you today. And I pray that you would come to know this Jesus, just like these guys who will be sharing their testimonies and getting baptised today, as they publicly declare that they believe in this Jesus. And I pray that you would come to know this Jesus as well. Let's pray.